The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ellen Diederich is an artist, painter, teacher and author who's been painting professionally since 1985 and she's here with us on Zoom just now. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Just uh, pulling my life together every minute, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how would you describe the style of the artwork that you do? I am considered a neo-impressionist. It means new impressionism. Mm. and I use a lot of brushwork and colour. Ah, that's interesting. And here's the ignorant question, really. What actually is Impressionism? Because I hear it all the time, but I have no idea what it actually means. Oh, great question. Um... There is realism where you try to make things look like what they are. There is abstract, which is no subject to design, but impressionism is you give the impression of, of a subject. So it's more mm. about the painting, but you can tell what the subject is. Ah, well, that makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing it a while. <laughs> yeah. And I take it you enjoy doing artworks, given that you've been doing it since 1985. I absolutely love doing it. I, I think that I work so hard, it, I don't think I would ever work this hard for, unless I loved it. Mm, yeah. But I try to get time for painting every day if I can. Yeah, definitely. So you've written some books as well, right? Are they about art and painting? I Well, I wrote one art book called Progressive Painting Your Creative Journey, which is yeah. uh, all about the process. But the other two books I wrote are children's books. And mm. I wrote Where's Virginia First? Then that's a, a flower book and it's full of watercolors. Ooh. And it's absolutely beautiful. And then I have um, my newest book is Samson's Gift, and it's a Christmas story about giving. Oh, well, I want to hear more about that book. What's the basic premise? Well, um, in this book, uh, Samson is a, a, a orphan ram, and he gets uh, picked up by another sheep and raised with two other orphans. Yeah. And and then he sees some shearing going on, and everybody compliments him on his wool. He's a merino lamb, which he's got quite a coat on him and so he starts to see that as precious yeah. but when he's a baby he he didn't have much so he would it was he was afraid of the sharp mm. straw so in this 
story, he eventually gives his wool, becomes more, which becomes more and more precious to him, to the baby Jesus at the end. And it's, but you learn why he does it and he grows up and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And do you like writing books about Christmas then? I've only written one about Christmas. Um, I mostly like painting and I had this idea and I uh, was looking at a couple of my Christmas cards that were very successful and I was wondering, well, maybe I should do a Christmas book and then (laughs) I decided to do it on sheep. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're on the subject of Christmas here, you've got all sorts of Christmas products out on the website, including Christmas cards and all sorts of different art, right? Yes, I have note cards and I have different paintings. I have original paintings and Mm. reproductions. Yeah, definitely. And would you recommend that we buy our cards now? Yeah, my cards are very reasonable. They are $8.95 for eight cards and nine envelopes. And right now they're a dollar shipping, but I just got maybe $1.25 for a pack pretty soon here. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And the great thing is that they come in multi-packs. So if you're like me and only really give cards to like six people, then you save some for next year. Yes, you can. They're great for travel too. You can put a pack in your um, purse or bag and you can write them up and stick them in these nice boxes that they come in and, and mail them when you get home. Yeah. Something like that if you travel a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are some of the designs? What are the designs of and what do they look like for the Christmas cards? Well, for the Christmas cards, I have several with snow and, mm. um, and I have one called Sugar Plum Visions. I have poinsettias. I have um, um, some nativity scenes of the Three yeah. Kings. Those are almost sold out. Um, I have um, lots of some neighborhoods, uh, different things like that. But I yeah. paint mostly florals, architecture, and domestic animals throughout the scene cards. Yeah, absolutely. And landscape now. Mm. And when did you start working on these? Well, I started. I started with a group of cards like in 1980 that oh, weren't wow. very successful. And then we redesigned the cards and then they were hit. They're a little bigger. They hold a four by six envelope and they're blank inside and they have beautiful envelopes and packaging and they make a nice gift or they can be great to use. Yeah, absolutely. And what are you getting up to this Christmas yourself? Have you got any plans or have you not sorted it out yet? Well, I have. There is a show in Fargo. I'm always online. And Mm. then I have, um, I'm from Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. So not everybody wants to go there, (laughs) but, uh, I have lots of Fargo cards too that people have. Mm -hmm. Um, but... I for Christmas I'm I'm prepping I have a show at the Work Museum in February Ooh. and I'm um it's called Women Loving Water Media and I have I'll have ten of the paintings in the show and so that's I'm really focusing on that to look good right now. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say are the biggest things that people can learn from reading your books and checking out all your works really? Um my books I have they learn a ton from my art it's more about my guru, I call it my guru psychological techniques I use for paintings. I have a lot on design basic stuff in my art book. Yeah. But in that one, I have all these little things I did get like in the zone or answer questions. I asked all kinds of artists who would never be able to answer those questions. And I put them in there. It's really interesting and people like that. Mm. And then my flower book is absolutely gorgeous and it's fun to share with children. And it's just pretty on the coffee table, but yeah. it's 
like you learn the names of flowers and then there's a flower guide at the end. It's real um, sweet and, and fun. And then my um, Samson book is was kind of started on a... I, I actually fell asleep because I was thinking about those Christmas cards I told you about. Yeah. And um, I thought I would do something about sheep and I was wondering what I would write and I fell asleep and I woke <laughs> up and my I remembered this scene when I was in high school on the farm. We had It was the year of a drought and we had these this great big semi drive in farm and they had two young guys and the father with the big rock and I saw those two boys I thought boy they're cute and um I told my mom I had to go change because she wanted me to go help and she she was on to me I was a lazy kid I had all kinds of techniques to get out of work like <laughs> going to change before I did something but I was serious I was gonna put on some long pants because when a haul was ski off the wagon you get scratched yeah well I was pretty strong and I I could throw around 35 pound hay bales real easy but I went in there to help and there was a straw and I pulled it off like I could handle it but it was like a 50 pound bale and I wasn't expecting it and I was wearing my shorts because my mom said I couldn't change and they crashed down into my shins and they scratched up my leg and that's what I woke up and I went oh they can't put a baby in the straw the straw is sharp yeah. and really it is kind of sharp I mean it, and so in the book Samson um, doesn't want the um, he he's the born in this paper the shepherdess takes care of him and at the first day she has him he doesn't like to sit on the straw it's sharp because he hardly has any wool and he's yeah. cold and then later um, um, he sees these shears and he's horrified because all the sheep are scared and running away and he decides he's going to keep his wool and there's he's got a couple of friends that he meets there they're Jacob and Joseph and they're kind of fun. Jake, he leads them all through the wildflowers and they get wildflowers stuck in, in their coats. And of course, Joseph has the most colorful coat. Yeah. And then Jacob is the cheater when they play the game. But um, when they when he finally sees the three kings arrive and he sees they go, Pedro leads them up to the to the um, barn or whatever you call it. There, there he sees um, this baby about to be put in a straw and he kicks the fence and he puts his head down and bows and, and Tater realizes he wants to give the baby his wool. And and then he watches that and he's he's so happy when he does this and he doesn't feel the straw prickling at all. But when I did a lot of sheep research, what's pretty interesting is that the first wool sheared off, uh, a sheep is the softest and it's called the lamb's wool. So basically, Samson gave his um, wool, his lamb's wool to the baby Jesus, which is very special mm. and a beautiful coat. And... Um, 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I thought that was pretty a neat thing to just happen in the process of writing the book. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say has been the biggest factor over the years that's helped you become successful? Well, you know, when I was, like I said, I was lazy. And then in high school, I, mm. in college, I got a little more determined. Mm. And then I found a book called The Greatest Secret of the World by Og Mandino. And his mm. book is based on habits good habits and if you have these 10 good habits you would you would perform better and like um you were supposed to read them three times a day and i actually did that you read one chapter three times a day for 30 days and you go to the next one and then mm. so the first one was on love and and putting love into your work and love to other people is huge and then the second one was on perseverance and i remember i do portraits on the street at the time and and i was paying my bills with that I didn't have a job in the summer. Yeah. And if I didn't go to work, I didn't make money. And if I did go, I might not make money, or I might make a lot. And so I learned persevere, and I got a lot of good habits that helped me. Yeah, definitely. So, how did you first start to get interested in making art in the first place? Then, what was it that kickstarted it for you? Yes, that was a big deal. In um, seventh grade, I had in high school, and in ninth grade, I had famous art teachers. They're famous now um and the seventh grade teacher was named rose eden and she was from staples minnesota and mm. she had a painting for gifted students class and it was a seminar and she asked me why i didn't sign up and i was really really shy and yeah. i said i didn't it i because it said gifted i didn't think that was good enough and she says oh no ellen you're the best one and and so that gave me a lot of confidence and then i they i took art all the way through and then i got russell norbert who was an expert at watercolor in ninth grade and even mm. when I teach today I teach a lot of the things he taught me yeah so I, I definitely had a good start <laughs> <laughs> for sure and were there any famous artists that you look up to or even just ones that you kind of personally knew oh I, I've met so many famous artists it's really fun we have a watercolor society here in Fargo and yeah. I get to search for the instructors and oh we've mm. had John Salmon and Judy Ben 
with a lot of famous, very famous watercolor artists in here, Bargo. And I take, um, that's helped a lot being on that watercolor society. I have a um, different, every year we have a, a national jury show and then they teach a seminar. So I take seminars from one time on. Yeah, definitely. And the actual process of painting, really, can it be quite tricky at times? I suppose if you make one mistake, that's it and you have to start all over again. Oh, that's that's such a good rumor because, you know, all <laughs> of us artists are perfect. Um, <laughs> so I've learned tons of fix-it techniques because yeah. I got a lot of commission work. You start on a commission and then you don't want to do it over. So I learned how to fix things and that is a common misunderstanding about watercolor. And then I think acrylic, that's what I'm doing now, is really different. Difficult. And I used to not like acrylic paint, yeah. and I've gotten into that. And I, I think the only reason I can do it is because I can use watercolor as well. Yeah. But the, um, it's, uh, yeah, I, do, I wreck stuff all the time. I, <laughs> the best part about it is I hide it in the closet. Mm. I'm not in public. I don't have to show anybody my beds. Yeah, definitely. And to actually make a picture that you've painted into a Christmas card, how does that work? Do you have to take a picture of it or? I don't know, scan it somehow? Yes. Um, I take a lot of photographs of things. Um, yeah. Sometimes I paint from life, but uh, I take photos because things change and it takes maybe 40 hours to paint them. You know, like animals are sure not going to sit there. Mm. But um, even flowers wilt or change, stuff like that. So I do sketches from the photographs. I rearrange the shapes so I like the composition. And I do all these things that invite you into the page and mm. all these techniques I've learned and how to get the emphasis and and then I draw it out carefully and then I, I decide on a color theme and then I start painting and then I just have a good time. Yeah, definitely. And have you ever faced any setbacks in your career? Oh, there was one time it was just awful. I, I don't know what happened. I think part of it was a new a change of glasses that was off a little bit, but uh. because I was supposed, I thought I was supposed to wear them with my contacts, but it didn't, it was wrong. Anyhow, but yeah. I was wrecking everything. For, it wasn't like once in a while, and I, I started something, and it was devastating, and I finally called one of my teachers, and I was crying, and they said, I can't eat anything, I wreck everything. And she said, oh, Ellen, just go outside and paint something simple like from your garden and just that yeah. so I went out there and I'm going out there and then I start looking at the stuff I'm creating and I go oh this looks pretty good and then I start maybe I should turn this into a painting and I I then I wrecked that and I was like yeah. whoa so then I decided that I would a warm-up painting just for me and this was one of my key things to get in my zone like I have um I take five minutes and I look at a picture without drawing it and I paint really slow because I have to concentrate where to put everything and I just do a layer of paint and it slows me down and I get in touch with like the humidity of the paper and the water the timing and then mm -hmm. if I have a sketch completely ready if I go through it I can do that but that was it took me uh, like six weeks to get out of that but I learned a lot yeah definitely and what would you say makes your work different from other artists and other authors as well well okay my authoring it's the artwork is the thing mainly um and but in the um 
painting, I use a lot of color. I have color themes in my painting. Um, people often tell me that they participate because they love the color, but I have a little whimsy, some fun ideas in there. Like I'm working on run right now of a college for the Rourke Museum. I'm painting the Rourke Museum. And then on the top of it, I put where a tri-college area, Fargo-Moorhead, where it's State Concordia College and, and NDSU, and students go back and forth. And so on the top, I put a dragon, a bunch of corn cobs, and a bison on the top of the roof. And then I put animals in the different window, windows, and I'm going to call that Animal House. Oh. And I've got corn leaves falling down. The, and it's a real, it's an old-styled, um, um, very interesting post office that was turned into an art museum with columns. And, and so this really grows a change into that. Yeah. But that's just a, that's an unusual painting. That's like my key painting for my show at the work. But I, I I like to do like alternate subjects. Like I come back to them. So I'm always building on a new thing in my art. And then I try it on a different subject. And it's, it brings me to something different. Yeah. But people like the texture and the brushwork. It's real loose. They say I'm considered a loose artist. So it's not um, real stiff or realistic. Mm, yeah, definitely. What do you like to get up to in your spare time when you're not doing all this art stuff and writing books? Uh, <laughs> I, I I love to golf. I'm not mm. a very good golfer, of course. <laughs> uh, my friends say it's a good thing I paint, mm. um, but I really enjoy that and I enjoy gardening. And yeah. um, I have a new granddaughter. So well, where are we able to find the Christmas cards and your books and everything you've done over the years. Okay, if you go to, um, you can either go to ellenjeanfiedrich.com or divinity, which is like the word giving and divinity together, like with a G, G-I-V-I-N-I-T-Y.com. And um, there, if you click on the gallery, there's four sections. You've got cards, um, books, reproductions, and originals. There's a bio about me. Mm. There's all kinds of fun things to look and my blog is a lot of people really enjoy my blog i use my writing every week and write a short blog where i tell the story of a painting and then i um have an art related to it yeah great well thanks very much for coming on the show today it's been great to have you on thank you toby i appreciate you inviting me on ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.